My sister is back with another romp down memory lane. Specifically, how bad we had it when we were young. Next time your teenagers bitch and moan about their boring lives, send them this, or Snapchat it to them, or whatever they're on this week. Hey, it's Peter, and welcome to On Your Terms, a show all about personal reinvention based on meaningful work, autonomy, and living a happier, more intentional life. Ultimately, it's all about filling your backpack with whatever's missing, so you can go and climb your mountain, where the climb is just as exciting as the peak. Back in our day, we didn't have colour televisions. Oh no, that was only for Americans. We had to watch all our TV shows in black and white. In my family, we didn't get a colour one until after we visited a friend's family one night to watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on their brand new colour TV. We were blown away. What colours are these? The next week, Dad went out and bought a colour one for us. It measured about 30 by 30 centimetres and we had to move the couch closer just so we could all see it, but it was still amazing. The old black and white unit went into the never-used lounge room, and if we kids wanted to watch something, we were banished to that room. When we were kids, televisions didn't have remotes. Parents used their children as remotes, shamelessly demanding that they get off their bums and adjust the volume or change the station. Didn't matter how comfortable you were or how many snacks or drinks you had arranged around you, if Dad said the TV needed turning up, you turned it up. I remember him shouting, up a bit more, bit more, bit more, that's too loud, turn it down, turn it down. When I was 11, someone gave me a transistor radio so I could listen to music. I'd hide it under my pillow at night, volume down almost to zero, hoping to catch the Bay City Rollers so I could feel tingly and cry into my pillow. Other than that, the only way to listen to music was to go down to the never-used lounge room and use the record, player, tape deck, radio, all in one thing. I kept a blank tape in the deck at all times, and when I heard a song I wanted to tape, I'd run from one end of the house to the other, taking the three steps on the split level in one leap and slam down the record and play buttons. Over time, this resulted in my having a whole tape full of half songs, DJ's random ramblings and fragments of old car advertisements. I still have that tape. I showed it to my daughter the other day. She didn't know what it was. When Pete, that's me, and I were kids, the only takeaway was fish and chips. We loved fish and chips. We still do. But exotic places like McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pizza Hut were not around our area back then. When KFC opened a branch in Mordialic, Dad drove us up there and bought a bucket of chicken. A bucket of chicken? My God, we thought we were just eating a bit that day. We had to wait until Mornington had a population of about 30,000 before Macca's opened, and then we really thought we were hanging out with a cool crowd. When Chinese restaurants arrived in our neck of the woods, they were only for special occasions like birthdays. Dad would say we could order anything we want, So we'd order prawns, and then mum would order steak and black bean sauce and glare at our prawns. She still does that to this day. Doesn't matter what you order. She always wants a little bit of what you ordered, not what she's got. (laughs) CDs didn't exist in our childhood, not even in our teenage years. To experience maximum quality, we had to lash out and buy an audiophile version of an LP, long playing record, or vinyl, you call it now. Then we'd buy an expensive cassette tape. And the ultimate back then was the Maxell UDXL2. And we'd record the audio file LP and then carefully store it away and only play the tape. We played the tape in our cars, which were secondhand pieces of crap that were falling to bits, but contained a fortune in stereo, stereo gear. Priorities, peoples. 
When we were teenagers, we were expected to get an education and then go out to work, usually by the age of 16 or 17. When I was in year 10, my parents sat me down and said, now, what do you want to do with your life? I brightly replied, I want to be a writer. They said, well, we can't afford to send you to uni, so how about you do the secretarial course in year 11, and then you can go and get a job. You can always write in your spare time. So I did. I started work two months shy of my 17th birthday. I also paid board, I got my own health insurance, and I saved for my own car. So there. Back then, women were not encouraged to wear long pants in the legal profession. It was skirts and dresses all the way, which meant stockings, petticoats, slips, and court shoes. I'm so glad that now I'm old and decrepit and I can wear long tops, long pants and comfortable shoes. We didn't have mobile phones when I was young. Our phones were attached to curly cords that were stuck in the wall and we had to literally dial the numbers in a circular motion. Entering a radio competition by ringing a number was fraught with anxiety and broken fingernails. If our boyfriend or girlfriend rang, we'd have to try and hide and speak in whispers because everybody was listening. Actually, I remember my sister doing this. I remember her having to because the phone was on the kitchen bench, which was close to the front entry hall door. And I remember her walking around the corner and trying to close the door against the cord so she could whisper to her boyfriend. <laughs> Back in primary school, we didn't have any digital devices or even computers to play with at recess or lunchtime. We made cubby houses in the long grass. We climbed cypress trees, swapped swap cards, played elastics, climbed over logs, swung on the monkey bars, making blisters behind our knees, and we played hand slap games. We made up games in the shelter sheds and we dropped stones on people in the toilets. We knew how to play back then, that's for sure. And finally, the cars of the past. They were primitive, like so much. Our seatbelts didn't retract. You had to clip them in and then adjust them until they were the right length. And heaven help you if you touch the metal clip after coming back from a hot day at the beach. Our windows were winding ones, not electric. And if you dared to open the back windows to get some fresh air, Dad would yell at you because the reverberating sound made his ears feel weird. (laughs) There was no air conditioning and the vinyl seats stuck to your bare legs in summer, leaving third degree burns. True story. So these are my boring stories. Sit yourself down and make a list of your own. That way you'll always be prepared for that special moment when you have your children trapped, like your next birthday. Enjoy. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. You'll find the blog post that goes along with this over at midlifetribe.com slash 58. Till next week, here's to living on your terms. I'll talk to you then. See ya. See ya.